0: Hi, and welcome to episode 150, my gosh, of the Dinner Sisters podcast. We're two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working right now in beautiful Sparta, Georgia, on the, on the, on the shores of, of Lake Sinclair. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal.
1: And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia here. And I love dinnertime, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Kate, this week, I have a family of four because I've got the two girls here. And Grant, my oldest, is staying with you. Yep, it's definitely been uh, Camp Kate, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm.
0: a little bit of that. We uh, did the dinner party. Grant and I together. So I'll include his feedback along with mine this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cannot wait.
0: <laughs> All right. We're well, our goal with this podcast. We want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how it works this week it's a dinner party. Every 10 episodes, we have a little celebration of making it through a few more episodes with some dinner party entrees and a dessert. So that's what we're doing. Super fun. I got the recipes. From the places I usually do, food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere on the world wide web. We have all of our recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. And you can also get everything sent directly to your inbox if you want to subscribe to our newsletter. Okay, Kate, this week's
1: recipes were a wintry grand aioli by Not Without Salt and a chocolate mousse from Once Upon a Chef. 150 episodes, Betsy. That's
0: a big deal. Yeah, that's I don't, a nice round number, isn't it? I don't know. There's just something about it. it's like, wow, 150. I don't know. Um, you know, we have grown a lot in 150 episodes, and especially this year when things have been quite the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I am so grateful for our listeners. We have such a fun time here and on our Facebook group, and so we're celebrating with a simple but kind of decadent dinner party, one that kind of works for a party at home, maybe a little Netflix, maybe a little wine, that kind of thing.
1: Yes. I first saw this idea and we'll talk about this later in Susan Spungin's book, Open Kitchen. And I thought, what a fun, different way to have a winter dinner party that wasn't just a big roast. Mm, right. Or a big, <laughs> big piece of meat. Big you know. Of meat or a wintry stew. And just, it felt a little bit different and kind of easy and something I've never actually done as a dinner party before. And as you know, now we're kind of in this, um, for the past, oh, I don't know, six to nine months, we're sort of mm. having hypothetical dinner parties. What? I feel like every time we do this, we keep saying, yeah, this will be really great when we can have dinner parties again. It's like, <laughs> like imaginary dinner parties <laughs> I haven't thought about what that way, but it's true. It's yeah. very true. So this, uh, I did think would be so fun when you can have people over. Uh, and it's a, a very low stress way mm. to um, entertain. So let's dive into it here. And Kate, tell us about it.
0: Right. So a Wintry Le Grand Aioli by Not Without Salt. And Betsy kind of found this recipe or the idea of the recipe from Susan Spungeon's book, Open Kitchen, which we talked about before. And in case you missed it, basically a granioli is a big platter of veggies, meat or fish and bread, maybe olives, other things, too, with a nice bowl of garlicky aioli sauce for dipping. And if you haven't seen or had aioli before, it's essentially like an olive oil and garlic mayonnaise which is just like delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to make a uh, not without salts version, you roast root vegetables or squash. And I used a butternut squash, red onion, a huge beet that I found. They didn't do bunches of beet. It was just like a beet that you could buy. <laughs> you could, like mm-hmm. All right. And uh, russet potatoes. I also boiled up an artichoke. Cause that yeah. sounded really good. Yeah. Hard boiled a few eggs and I poached some shrimp. She suggests actually um, using some chicken. So you could do that too. Then you need to make the aioli. You finally chop up a small clove of garlic and then sprinkle it with kosher salt on the cutting board and kind of like use the back of your knife to mash the garlic until it's a paste. So you're like scraping along that garlic, along the garlic and the cutting board to like get that salt in there. And then you add that to a bowl with egg yolks, lemon juice, and mustard. And then slowly, in a thin stream, you whisk in half a cup of olive oil and a third cup of neutral oil, like a canola or something, until you get an emulsion, which is basically just loose mayonnaise, essentially. Then you add in a few capers in her recipe and a tablespoon of diced preserved lemon. And you serve this with all your roasted veggies, the protein that you decided to, you know, the shrimp, the salmon, what have you, and your eggs on a pretty platter. And Betsy, I know folks liked this because I heard you heard about it yet, but what was your version like? How'd it
1: go? So I made the Susan Spengen version of this and it's essentially the same. We kind of looked at these two recipes and it was all sort of, it's just an idea, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So she had recommended this for a dinner party because you can prep it ahead of time and then you serve everything at room temperature, right? Mm -hmm. Mm So that makes it easy. Nothing needs to be coming out of the oven hot. You can make a lot of this ahead of time and then just put it out on platters, and it's fine to just kind of sit, yeah, sit and be room temperature. And that's exactly how you want to eat it, which makes it easy. So I also did the artichokes. Uh, she had recommended roasting salmon, and so mm-hmm. did that, and then you know it kind of came back down to room temperature was which was delicious. I did a delicata squash, yeah. so some of that um, kind of wintry root vegetables, and I did those just in those kind of half moon shapes which made it easy to dip. So I was able to just, I did this on a Saturday afternoon, I think kind of, and uh, just made everything sort of slowly and roasted things. They came in and came out and they were just able to come to room temperature and then we put it all together on some nice platters. Uh, I did get shrimp. I just got um, like cocktail shrimp for this and put it. Yeah, I did the same thing. We had a loaf of crusty bread which i just got picked up from the store and i think Mm. she says to serve it with some hot kind of baby potatoes at the end so i also did that i don't know if that's necessary but it was kind of a nice like everything else is room temp and then you have these hot potatoes coming out oh yum yeah and i will say that i she has a black garlic aioli sauce which i actually found a black garlic aioli at whole foods (laughs) lucky you bought that (laughs) good call Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean so like we said before grant staying with me at the cabin um and so i made this huge platter because i also had to you know take a picture of it and i was like wow i said the beets and the roasted potatoes and the big aioli which looked so delicious and and all these things and um he he basically ate the beet for dinner um (laughs) 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 it's like do you want Anything else on this? He's like, no, I'm okay with the beets. I was like, oh, okay. Good,
1: um, good, yeah.
0: <laughs> great. Um, he did have some chicken. Uh, so I don't know how impressed he was by the the, the assortment of things um, on the platter, but I thought it looked great. Um, I couldn't find preserved lemon, but the capers were delicious. I think preserved lemon would be a- amazing in this, but, you know, you do what you can. I loved how flexible this was, you know, out here in Sparta, sometimes you can, you just kind of get what you get at the grocery store. And so, um, it was just nice to be able to kind of put it, put together what, what we need to put together. So this is a five out of five
1: for me. How about you? Yeah, me too. I, we all were remarking that this was something different in a way, and it felt different eating it for dinner. You know, it just, right. I liked the concept and I thought it was really fun and it was something we had never done before. So Five out of five. Okay. Chocolate mousse is what's for dessert this week. Yeah. I mean,
0: whew, this was a bit of a dessert pivot because, um, yeah, y'all know by now that we're not going to name names, but we did have a recipe that didn't quite work. You and I were texting back and forth, like, what the heck is this ever going to set?
1: Yeah. And we it had just the custard. We had this, nor- like, really delicious double caramel custard situation. Yeah. And I was like, I sent you a video and I was like, I mean, mine is milky. What Yours is going- was liquid.
0: Yours <laughs> was liquid. Yeah. It was not, it was mine took probably almost over oh, about double the cooking time. I think towards the, I stopped timing it after a while. I just kind of let it sit. there. It was, yeah. It was it was, whole, it was, it was a whole situation. So we had to pivot. We were going back and forth a little frustrated because we want to get this done. And then you actually, Betsy, this is your episode, you know, yeah. uh, you suggested a chocolate mousse from once upon a chef Because you made it for your Entremont mega project. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, if it works there, it'll work here. Spoiler, it was a dream. Yeah. Compared to that custard that wouldn't set. (laughs) I was like, this is going great. <laughs> yeah. So to make it, you melt a few tablespoons of butter with six ounces of chocolate. I use the microwave, but you could also use a double boiler. Let it cool a bit and then add three egg yolks. You beat that until smooth and then add three egg whites that have beaten, been beaten to a stiff peak. Fold it in carefully but thoroughly because you don't want to deflate the egg whites too much. And the last thing to do is fold in a half cup of whipped cream with a little sugar and vanilla and then you mix that until it's just incorporated and you can't see any white streaks. You spoon it into little cups, ramekins, or any other fun dishes and chill it for a couple hours. When you serve it, top with another dollop of whipped cream and maybe a few shavings of chocolate on top. You know, Betsy, this was a great recipe, gold star. Mm-hmm. How did everyone like it? How'd you like making it? I
1: I thought this was pretty easy to make. So when you're picturing this, I had done like the butter and the chocolate is in one... Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. And then you mix your eggs, yolks in. And then I had my mixer next to me. So my mixer did the stiff peaks, folded those in, and then the same bowl just whipped up the whipped cream, folded that in. Same. Mm -hmm. So it was just really, you know, pretty easy there. You're just kind of taking things from the mixer, putting it in Mm -hmm. the bowl. And I, when I was trying to make the Entremont, there was a, a lot of internet chatter about how tricky a moose can be to make and how right. it can break and this and that and all different ways to make it. And then I came across um, this recipe and Once Upon a Chef is such a reliable blog and she had such a um, mm-hmm. outstanding results. And so it was really easy. It didn't break. I didn't ever feel like it was going to, like, I didn't feel like anything about no. it. See, I thought like, it was just, and it was so good. And this is another thing I never make at home. I don't ever make mousse. I mean, right. Treat. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, part of it was a relief from
0: that. The weird, never ending, custard. never ending custard <laughs> just kept <laughs> cooking in the oven. Um, and you know, honestly it does have those three distinct steps. So it's kind of like, Oh, eh. but really you're just using the mixer next to you or a hand mixer or what have you. It's not, not a big deal. It is however, very rich. Yes. And yeah. so I had divided up into five instead of six cups. Cause I was like, ah, eh, just put the extra, you know, half serving each of Grant's and eyes. And I was like, Ooh, I'm not, that is too much mousse, You know, yeah. which is yeah. rare for me to say. Grant was like, this is too rich for me. I was like, okay, 11 year old, who says that? Um, <laughs> to, to eat dinner with these days. <laughs> It yeah. can be, yeah. He's got a lot of opinions, uh-huh. um. But a, but he said I liked it the part that I ate. Yeah, I was like, okay, good, good. I mean, a small portion goes a long way. So you could even make this into eight portions if you had a dinner party, and mm-hmm. people would be fine. Yeah, you know, I didn't use any of the espresso, but I might for more adult company. I think that would be delish. Gosh, I mean, all these hypothetical dinner parties, Betsy. I'm gonna keep this one in my back pocket. <laughs> But this is a five out of five for me. I really liked it. How about you?
1: Yeah, me too. I I don't think I would have considered before making this having mm. this as a dessert for a dinner party. But I I think it's really fun and really delicious, and especially with this grandeoli, the wintry grandeoli. It um, yeah. felt it it would be a nice kind of light but rich dessert at the end which is which is good
0: and all made ahead of time so this is really a dinner party that you just like make
1: and then serve a couple
0: three hours later you know yeah nice
1: you're not stressed this is a low stressed situation Mm -hmm. okay what's your winner
0: oh god hard to pick a winner but i feel like the chocolate mousse only because it
1: was such a relief
0: (laughs) it's like oh um i don't know i mean they're pretty close but i'm gonna call it for the chocolate mousse how about you
1: i'm going opposite i'm going with the granoli because Mm. i am going to you know use that
0: yeah for sure me too me too well if either of these recipes sound good to you make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com you'll find links to all the recipes any tips or techniques we talked about all that stuff and then if you'd like to chat more with us you can always ask to join our dinner sisters facebook group we are at dinner sisters Podcast.
1: Okay, Kate, smorgasbord this week, like it is every time we do a dinner party, we're going to kind of do a best of or our favorites from the last 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off. Yeah, kick it off with a family favorite. Family favorite. We were reviewing all the episodes and this time I actually gave Ryan some input. Usually I just kind of go by my notes and what I've remembered and my own opinion, Uh Sometimes I don't want to hear people's other, other people's opinions, but I was feeling <laughs> generous fair. Yeah. I was feeling generous and I <laughs> was open to suggestions this week. So I, uh, I asked and they all, I read down everything we had made and they said the family favorite was the bacon wrapped tenderloin in the huh. Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, my surprise favorite this um past 10 episodes was actually the italian pressed sandwich from episode 143 it was um just basically like uh cold cuts italian cold cuts with some cheese and things that you press for a couple hours to overnight in the fridge and you get this delicious like everything's melded together flavors so good um and I was surprised how much I loved it I ate it over the course of a
1: couple lunches was like ooh, what a treat how about you Betsy what was your surprise well I hadn't even read that and I when I read through all the things Ryan said definitely that Italian pressed sandwich he how funny it was funny because it was so he said it wasn't anything like complicated or um but he said it was so surprising to have at home it was just something we had never Uh, made um he was surprised how good it was nice you know yeah well that's a surprise favorite yeah it was exactly he said that was exactly um the feeling he had because he didn't think (laughs) he was going to be impressed with it at all and was actually uh surprised so there you go awesome Mm -hmm. awesome
0: well my overall favorite and i still have a memory of eating it and how delicious this was but was so simple was the chicken and green bean stir fry from episode 149 man it was just like simple and delicious and i would like to make it again and again so that was my winner i
1: just i adored it how about you betsy we are calling our overall favorite this week the uh the duck from the celebration duck episode oh fun we have one memory and i know that this is one that we did without you so you didn't have the duck i'll make it for mm-hmm. you Kate. That's yeah that's uh, your duck Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll make the the whole crazy dinner party over. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We'll do that to celebrate the end of the pandemic. Um, Great idea. So, yes, we were just, we said that has to be the overall favorite. First of all, it was delicious. And then second of all, it just really, really expanded what we um, have ever done in the kitchen. And so Mm -hmm. for that reason, that's going to be the overall favorite for these past 10 episodes.
0: So fun. Here's to another really great
1: 10 episodes. I think we're already on our way. Okay. Coming up. Wintertime toasties. Kate, that's that's an interesting mm. thing. Okay. Dinner recipes that use one of our favorite things, toasted bread. Cute. I mean, is it not one of our favorite things? It is. It is right now. When people tell me they're going, you know, eliminating bread for their... For oh. their diet, I just... I know... Sometimes you have to, but whew, no. that'd be a tough road. Be, that would be a tough row for me to hoe. I'm yeah. not going to lie. That would
0: be, I'm actually probably making some no need overnight bread tonight. So, yeah. you know, uh, and we have fun. We have an Indianish recipe from um, Priya Krishna that I'm also pretty jazzed about that uses some of that toasted bread. So
1: yum. Can't wait for that. I know. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See so you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week?
0: Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. Got some dinner ideas? Shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. And as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Or maybe check out our Patreon if you want to give us some extra support. Thanks and happy eating.